Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. On today's broadcast, Andrew will be sharing about the importance of having a biblical worldview. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Wednesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is the middle of my second week sharing on a new subject that I've entitled Biblical Worldview Foundation Series. Actually, I've got 12 different teachings in this series that you're looking at right here that we call Foundation Series. And eventually, we've got other people coming in. We've got uh, people coming, Dwayne, Cheryl, and anyway, I could mention a lot of people, Bill Federer and just on and on, a lot of our staff here at Karis Bible College. We're going to be talking about a biblical worldview of sexuality. We're going to deal with a biblical worldview of finances and just go through every single area of life. I believe that maybe in the next few years, we are going to have an entire library here that's going to be a reference source that people can go to. It's going to be a tremendous blessing. So today we're going to go back into this video. I'm still establishing the accuracy of the Word of God. You can't have a biblical worldview if you don't believe that the Bible is the inspired, inerrant Word of God. So listen to this. I'll be back at the end of today's program. So on and on and on all of these prophecies go. In Isaiah chapter 50, verse 6, it says, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 67, it says, They did spit in his face and buffeted him, and others smote him with the palms of their hands. It's amazing. Isaiah 50, verse 6 also said that they would scourge him. And it says in Matthew chapter 27, verse 26, Then released he Barabbas unto them, and when they had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Very specific prophecy and fulfillment. In Isaiah chapter 52, it talked about that the Messiah would open up spiritual things to the Gentiles, which under the old covenant was, was amazing. The Jews were the ones that God released as his people, and manifested himself to the world through. In Isaiah 52, Isaiah prophesied, So shall he sprinkle many nations. The kings shall shut their mouths at him. For that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they have not heard shall they consider. Hebrews 1.3 says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. And so Jesus brought salvation to the Gentiles. That was prophesied in the Old Testament. Boy, here's some things again. I, you know, just for time's sake, I'm going to have to speed through some of this, but there are just hundreds and hundreds of these. But one of the ones that impresses me the most is Isaiah chapter 52, verse 14. It says, As many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. The word visage is a word that we don't use much today, but it is literally talking about your face. His face was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. You know, I think it's the NIV that says, so that he didn't even look human. Now, this is very specific. And you know, despite the beatings that he received at the Romans' hands, 
AND THE CRUCIFIXION AND ALL OF THOSE THINGS. I MEAN, HE WAS BRUTALIZED. I REMEMBER THAT MEL GIBSON, HIS MOVIE ON THE PASSION OF THE CHRIST, IT WAS RATED R, AND HE SAID THAT HE DIDN'T MAKE IT AS GRAPHIC AS HE BELIEVED THE SCRIPTURE PORTRAYED IT, BECAUSE IF HE HAD, IT WOULD HAVE BEEN RATED TRIPLE X. NOBODY WOULD HAVE WATCHED IT. SO BY HIS OWN ADMISSION, HE TONED IT DOWN. AND YET THE BEATING THAT JESUS RECEIVED IN THAT MOVIE, I MEAN, HE WAS BRUTALIZED, BUT HE WAS STILL RECOGNIZABLE AS A HUMAN. BUT ISAIAH CHAPTER 52, VERSE 14 SAYS, HIS FACE WAS MARRED MORE THAN ANY MAN'S FACE THAT HAD EVER LIVED ON THE EARTH, AND HIS FORM WAS MARRED MORE THAN THE SONS OF MAN, SO THAT HE DIDN'T EVEN LOOK HUMAN. I DON'T BELIEVE THAT ANY CRUCIFIXION, ANY BEATING OF THE ROMANS COULD HAVE FULFILLED THAT. I BELIEVE THAT JESUS LITERALLY TOOK OUR SINS AND OUR SICKNESS AND OUR DISEASE INTO HIS OWN BODY. I'VE SEEN PICTURES OF PEOPLE THAT HAD, YOU KNOW, DISEASE CALLED ELEPHANTITIS WHERE YOUR BODY JUST PRODUCES THESE GROTESQUE THINGS. PEOPLE HAVE SWOLLEN HEADS. I'VE ACTUALLY HAD PEOPLE COME TO MY MEETINGS BEFORE THAT HAD CANCERS THAT HAD EATEN THEIR NOSE AND THEIR LIPS AWAY. ANOTHER MAN HAD CANCER, HAD EATEN HIS EYEBALL OUT AND HE HAD A HUGE CANCER OVER HIS FACE. YOU TAKE ALL OF THESE THINGS THAT THE HUMAN RACE HAS EXPERIENCED AND YOU PUT THEM INTO ONE BODY AND HIS FACE WAS MARRED MORE THAN ANY MAN AND HIS FORM SO MUCH SO THAT HE DIDN'T EVEN LOOK HUMAN. THAT IS AMAZING TO ME, AND YET ISAIAH PROPHESIED IT HUNDREDS OF YEARS BEFORE IT CAME TO PASS. YOU CAN LOOK THAT UP IN ALL OF THE GOSPELS. IT GIVES YOU THE DETAILS. IT SAYS IN ISAIAH 53, 3, HE WAS DESPISED AND REJECTED OF MAN, A MAN OF SORROWS AND ACQUAINTED WITH GRIEF, AND WE HID AS IT WERE OUR FACES FROM HIM. HE WAS DESPISED, AND WE ESTEEMED HIM NOT. IN JOHN CHAPTER 1, THE APOSTLE JOHN WAS WRITING, AND HE SAID HE WAS IN THE WORLD, AND THE WORLD WAS MADE BY HIM, AND THE WORLD KNEW HIM NOT. HE CAME UNTO HIS OWN, AND HIS OWN RECEIVED HIM NOT. AND THERE'S MANY SCRIPTURES THAT YOU COULD USE TO VERIFY THAT, BUT JESUS WAS DESPISED AND REJECTED BY PEOPLE. ISAIAH 53, 4, HE BORE OUR SORROWS AND CARRIED OUR SICKNESSES AND DISEASES. MATTHEW 8, 16 AND 17 SHOWS THE FULFILLMENT OF THAT AND QUOTES THOSE EXACT VERSES. THIS WASN'T JUST TALKING ABOUT SPIRITUAL HEALING. IT WAS TALKING ABOUT PHYSICAL HEALING. AND IT SAYS IN ISAIAH 53, 5 AND 6, HE WAS WOUNDED FOR OUR TRANSGRESSIONS. HE WAS BRUISED FOR OUR INIQUITIES. THE CHASTISEMENT OF OUR PEACE WAS UPON HIM, AND WITH HIS STRIPES WE ARE HEALED. ALL WE LIKE SHEEP HAVE GONE ASTRAY. WE HAVE TURNED EVERYONE TO HIS OWN WAY, AND THE LORD HATH LAID ON HIM THE INIQUITY OF US ALL. AND THIS, OF COURSE, WAS FULFILLED IN THE CRUCIFIXION OF JESUS. IT WAS REFERRED TO BY PAUL IN ROMANS 4:25. IT SAYS, WHO WAS DELIVERED FOR OUR OFFENSES AND WAS RAISED AGAIN FOR OUR JUSTIFICATION. THE APOSTLE PETER ALSO CITED THIS IN 1 PETER chapter 3, VERSE 18. IT SAYS, FOR CHRIST ALSO HATH ONCE SUFFERED FOR SINS, THE JUST FOR THE UNJUST, THAT HE MIGHT BRING US TO GOD, BEING PUT TO DEATH IN THE FLESH, BUT QUICKENED BY THE SPIRIT. YOU KNOW, ANOTHER THING THAT AMAZES ME IS DURING THE CRUCIFIXION OF JESUS, IT SAYS IN ISAIAH 53, 7, IT SAYS, HE WAS OPPRESSED AND HE WAS AFFLICTED, YET HE OPENED NOT HIS MOUTH. HE IS BROUGHT AS A LAMB TO THE SLAUGHTER, AS A SHEEP BEFORE HER SHEARERS IS DUMB, SO HE OPENED NOT HIS MOUTH. AND YOU KNOW, ALL OF THE GOSPELS RECORD THIS, THAT WHEN JESUS WAS BROUGHT BEFORE PILATE AND BEFORE HEROD, HE DIDN'T ANSWER THEM. IT SAYS IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 26, VERSE 63, BUT JESUS HELD HIS PEACE, AND THE HIGH PRIEST ANSWERED AND SAID UNTO HIM, I ADJURE THEE BY THE LIVING GOD THAT THOU TELL US WHETHER THOU BE THE CHRIST, THE SON OF GOD. 
MATTHEW CHAPTER 27, VERSE 12, AND WHEN HE WAS ACCUSED OF THE CHIEF PRIESTS AND ELDERS, HE ANSWERED NOTHING. MATTHEW 27, 14, AND HE ANSWERED HIM TO NEVER A WORD, INSOMUCH THAT THE GOVERNOR MARVELED GREATLY. MARK CHAPTER 14, VERSE 61, BUT HE HELD HIS PEACE AND ANSWERED NOTHING. AGAIN, THE HIGH PRIEST ASKED HIM AND SAID UNTO HIM, ART THOU THE CHRIST, THE SON OF THE BLESSED? MARK CHAPTER 15, VERSE 5 SAYS, BUT JESUS YET ANSWERED NOTHING, SO THAT PILATE MARVELED. AND 1 PETER 2, 23 SAYS, WHO WHEN HE WAS REVILED, REVILED NOT AGAIN. WHEN HE SUFFERED, HE THREATENED NOT, BUT HE COMMITTED HIMSELF TO HIM THAT JUDGETH RIGHTEOUSLY. YOU KNOW, AGAIN, IF YOU HAD BEEN WRITING UNDER THE INSPIRATION OF THE HOLY SPIRIT HUNDREDS OF YEARS IN ADVANCE, AND IF YOU WERE DESCRIBING A PERSON THAT WAS GOING TO BE PIERCED, HIS HANDS AND HIS FEET, HE WAS GOING TO BE MOCKED, HE WAS GOING TO BE DESPISED, REJECTED OF MEN, AND ALL OF THESE THINGS, WOULD ANYBODY HAVE THOUGHT THAT THE PERSON WHO WAS DOING THIS WOULD HAVE NEVER HAVE OPENED HIS MOUTH, WOULD HAVE NEVER TRIED TO JUSTIFY HIMSELF, WOULD HAVE NEVER TRIED TO GIVE A DEFENSE? I MEAN, AGAIN, THIS IS JUST... IT IS NOT THE NORMAL KIND OF THING. THIS IS NOT THE KIND OF THING THAT A PERSON WOULD SAY IF YOU WERE JUST OPERATING OUT OF YOUR OWN INTELLECT AND OUT OF YOUR OWN ABILITY. YOU WOULD HAVE TO BE INSPIRED BY GOD TO PROPHESY SOMETHING LIKE THAT, AND IT CAME TO PASS JUST EXACTLY THE WAY IT WAS PROPHESIED. I'VE ALREADY MENTIONED THAT HE WAS BURIED WITH THE RICH AND WITH THE WICKED AT HIS DEATH. IT SAID HE WOULD JUSTIFY MANY, ISAIAH CHAPTER 53, VERSE 11, HE SHALL SEE OF THE TRAVAIL OF HIS SOUL AND SHALL BE SATISFIED BY HIS KNOWLEDGE, SHALL MY RIGHTEOUS SERVANT JUSTIFY MANY, FOR HE SHALL BEAR THEIR INIQUITIES. AND THIS WAS LITERALLY FULFILLED IN JESUS. ROMANS 3, 26 SAYS, TO DECLARE, I SAY AT THIS TIME, HIS RIGHTEOUSNESS, THAT HE MIGHT BE JUST AND THE JUSTIFIER OF THEM WHICH BELIEVETH IN HIM. ROMANS 5, 19 SAYS, FOR AS BY ONE MAN'S DISOBEDIENCE MANY WERE MADE SINNERS, BY THE OBEDIENCE OF ONE SHALL MANY BE MADE RIGHTEOUS. SO IT WAS PROPHESIED THAT JESUS WOULD BEAR THE SINS OF PEOPLE AND MAKE THEM RIGHTEOUS, AND IT CAME TO PASS. IT WAS PROPHESIED HE WOULD BE NUMBERED WITH THE TRANSGRESSORS. I'VE ALREADY MENTIONED THAT. HE WAS CRUCIFIED BETWEEN TWO THIEVES. THAT WAS PROPHESIED IN A NUMBER OF DIFFERENT PLACES. JESUS EVEN QUOTED THE SIGN OF THE PROPHET JONAH. IT SAYS IN JONAH CHAPTER 1, VERSE 17, NOW THE LORD HAD PREPARED A GREAT FISH TO SWALLOW UP JONAH, AND JONAH WAS IN THE BELLY OF THE FISH THREE DAYS AND THREE NIGHTS. AND JESUS REFERRED TO THIS PROPHECY AND APPLIED IT TO HIMSELF. MATTHEW CHAPTER 12, VERSE 40 SAYS, FOR AS JONAH WAS THREE DAYS AND THREE NIGHTS IN THE WHALE'S BELLY, SO SHALL THE SON OF MAN BE THREE DAYS AND THREE NIGHTS IN THE HEART OF THE EARTH. ALSO, HE SAID THIS AGAIN IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 16, VERSE 4. HE SAYS, A WICKED AND ADULTEROUS GENERATION SEEKETH AFTER A SIGN, AND THERE SHALL NO SIGN BE GIVEN UNTO IT, BUT THE SIGN OF THE PROPHET JONAS. SO HE REFERRED THAT AND APPLIED IT TO HIMSELF. IT SAYS IN MICAH CHAPTER 5, VERSE 1, NOW GATHER THYSELF IN TROOPS, O DAUGHTER OF TROOPS. HE HATH LAID SIEGE AGAINST US. THEY SHALL SMITE THE JUDGE OF ISRAEL WITH A ROD UPON THE CHEEK. AGAIN, VERY SPECIFIC PROPHECY ABOUT NOT JUST PERSECUTION, BUT BEING SMITTEN WITH THE ROD. LOOK AT THIS, MATTHEW CHAPTER 27, VERSE 30, AND THEY SPIT UPON HIM AND TOOK THE REED AND SMOTE HIM ON THE HEAD. VERY SPECIFIC. LOOK AT THIS, IN ZECHARIAH CHAPTER 11, VERSE 12, IT SAYS, AND I SAID UNTO THEM, IF YOU THINK GOOD, GIVE ME MY PRICE, AND IF NOT, FORBEAR. SO THEY WEIGHED FOR MY PRICE 30 PIECES OF SILVER. IT WAS PROPHESIED EXACTLY THE AMOUNT OF MONEY THAT JESUS WOULD BE BETRAYED FOR. AGAIN, THINK ABOUT THE IMPROBABILITY 
of this. Think about the improbability that you would even say that God would somehow or another be betrayed for money, that people would sell betrayal for a certain amount of money. That's amazing. But then to give this specific price is amazing. And look at the fulfillment. Matthew 26, 15, they said unto them, What will ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. That was Judas talking to the high priest, and they gave him exactly 30 pieces of silver for betraying Jesus. In Zechariah chapter 13, verse 7, it says, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd and against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn my hand upon the little ones. This was prophesied, and it came to pass exactly. Matthew, in Matthew chapter 26, verse 31, even quoted this and said, Then said Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. This is also recorded in Mark chapter 14, verse 27. And then the money that Judas got for betraying Jesus, it prophesied in Zechariah chapter 11, verse 13. It says, The Lord said unto me, Cast it. Remember, we just read the previous verse about him being betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Here's the next verse. It says, The Lord said unto me, Cast it unto the potter, a goodly price that I was prized of them. And I took the 30 pieces of silver and cast them to the potter in the house of the Lord. Look at the fulfillment of this in Matthew chapter 27, verse 5. It says, And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. And the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, It is not lawful for them to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. And they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Wherefore, that field was called the field of blood unto this day. THEN WAS FULFILLED THAT WHICH WAS SPOKEN BY JEREMY THE PROPHET, SAYING, AND THEY TOOK the THIRTY PIECES OF SILVER, THE PRICE OF HIM THAT WAS VALUED, WHOM THEY OF THE CHILDREN OF ISRAEL DID VALUE, AND GAVE THEM FOR THE POTTER'S FIELD AS THE LORD APPOINTED ME. MAN, THAT'S AMAZING. SO ALL OF THESE THINGS, AND WE COULD GO ON AND ON AND ON QUOTING FULFILLMENT OF PROPHECY. I KNOW THAT TO SOME PEOPLE THIS IS BORING. YOU SAY, ALL RIGHT, I'VE ALREADY GOT THE POINT. BUT AGAIN, IF WE HAD THE FULL IMPACT, of fulfillment of prophecy. And if we went through the 300, I probably have gone through less than 50. If you were to go through the 300 prophecies concerning Jesus and see the fulfillment of it, I believe it would just make an impact on you that would forever settle it in your heart that this is not a book by man about God, but it is a book from God through man as they were moved HE BREATHED UPON THEM, AND AS THEY WERE MOVED AND borne ALONG BY THE HOLY SPIRIT, THEY WROTE. SO IF YOU LOOK AT ALL OF THESE THINGS THAT WE'VE TALKED ABOUT, THE MANUSCRIPTS, THE FULFILLMENT OF PROPHECIES, AND AGAIN, THERE'S JUST SO MUCH MORE. THERE'S AN ENTIRE FIELD OF APOLOGETICS WHERE PEOPLE DO NOTHING BUT JUST SIT AND DEFEND THESE CHRISTIAN THINGS. AND uh, YOU CAN GET BOOKS ON THIS. THERE'S A HUGE AMOUNT OF MATERIAL. IF YOU LOOK AT THIS, I BELIEVE THAT YOU HAVE TO COME TO THE CONCLUSION THAT ANY PERSON WHO IS HONEST AND OPEN-HEARTED ABOUT THIS WOULD HAVE TO COME TO THE CONCLUSION THAT THE BIBLE IS NOT JUST A BOOK BY MAN, THAT IT IS GOD-BREATHED, THAT MEN WERE MOVED BY THE HOLY SPIRIT. AND ANY PERSON WHO DOESN'T TAKE THE BIBLE AND TAKE IT INTO CONSIDERATION AND USE IT TO FORM A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW, I BELIEVE THAT THEY'RE INTELLECTUALLY DISHONEST.
THEY ARE IGNORING THE FACTS. YOU KNOW, THE BIBLE TALKS ABOUT PEOPLE IN 2 PETER, CHAPTER 3, WHO ARE WILLINGLY IGNORANT OF THIS VERY THING. AND THERE ARE A LOT OF PEOPLE WHO DO NOT EXAMINE THE CLAIMS OF THE BIBLE. AND THE REASON IS BECAUSE THEY DON'T WANT THE TRUTH AND THE MORALITY AND THE LIGHT OF THE BIBLE AFFECTING THEIR ACTIONS. I BELIEVE IT IS DEMONIC, AND SOME PEOPLE DON'T EVEN RECOGNIZE IT, BUT IT IS NONETHELESS DEMONIC. SATAN IS THE ONE WHO HAS CAUSED THEM TO TAKE THE BIBLE AND PUSH IT OUT OF THEIR VIEW AND PUT IT ON A BACK BURNER and, AND SAY, OH, YEAH, I BELIEVE THAT THE BIBLE IS THE WORD OF GOD, BUT THEN YOU NEVER READ IT. YOU BELIEVE THAT IT HAS TO BE INTERPRETED. IT'S NOT FOR TODAY, AND ON AND ON AND ON. THOSE THINGS ARE DEMONICALLY INSPIRED. JESUS SAID THIS IN JOHN CHAPTER 3, VERSE 19. HE SAYS, THIS IS THE CONDEMNATION THAT LIGHT IS COME INTO THE WORLD, AND MEN LOVE DARKNESS RATHER THAN LIGHT, BECAUSE THEIR DEEDS WERE EVIL. FOR EVERYONE THAT DOETH EVIL HATETH THE LIGHT, NEITHER COMETH TO THE LIGHT, LEST HIS DEEDS SHOULD BE REPROVED. AND THIS IS THE REASON, I BELIEVE, THAT PEOPLE DO NOT PUT THIS ACCURACY ON THE BIBLE. WHEN THERE IS JUST SO MUCH PROOF I MEAN, THE BIBLE IS UNIQUE. IT IS PROVEN MORE THAN ANY OTHER BOOK. WE DON'T QUESTION ABOUT JULIUS CAESAR, ABOUT HOMER'S ILIAD. WE DON'T QUESTION ALL OF THESE THINGS BECAUSE THERE'S NO DEMONIC INSPIRATION BEHIND IT THAT IS FIGHTING AGAINST THOSE THINGS. BUT THE SPIRIT OF ANTICHRIST IS ALIVE AND WORKING IN THE WORLD TODAY, AND SATAN IS THE ONE WHO HAS BROUGHT THE BIBLE INTO A, a PLACE WHERE PEOPLE DON'T HONOR IT. PEOPLE ARE AFRAID OR ASHAMED TO TALK ABOUT IT. I WAS DRIVING DOWN THE ROAD ONE DAY AND LISTENING TO A TALK SHOW a HOST, AND THEY WERE DISCUSSING SOMETHING, A MORAL ISSUE, AND A PERSON CALLED IN AND SAYS, WELL, THE BIBLE SAYS, AND THIS TALK SHOW HOST SAYS, HEY, WE AREN'T TALKING ABOUT, uh, YOU KNOW, FAIRY TALES HERE. WE JUST WANT TO DEAL IN FACTS. AND THAT ATTITUDE RIGHT THERE IS DEMONIC. IT IS INSPIRED BY THE DEVIL. SECOND PETER, CHAPTER 3, VERSE 5 IS THAT VERSE I WAS REFERRING TO. IT SAYS, FOR THIS THEY WILLINGLY ARE IGNORANT OF, THAT BY THE WORD OF GOD THE HEAVENS WERE OF OLD AND THE EARTH STANDING OUT OF THE WATER AND IN THE WATER. PEOPLE WANT TO BE IGNORANT ABOUT THE BIBLE. PEOPLE DO NOT WANT THE BIBLE TO GET IN THE WAY OF WHAT THEY'RE DOING. THE KINGDOM OF GOD IS DEPENDENT UPON THE BIBLE. I'VE GOT AN ENTIRE SERIES ON THIS ENTITLED A SURE FOUNDATION. I'VE GOT A BOOK OUT ENTITLED EFFORTLESS CHANGE, AND ALL OF THIS IS TALKING ABOUT HOW THAT THE BIBLE COMPARES ITSELF TO A SEED. AND IN THE SAME WAY AS YOU DON'T GET PLANTS UNLESS YOU PLANT A SEED, YOU DON'T HAVE CHILDREN UNLESS YOU PLANT A SEED, THE KINGDOM OF GOD DOESN'T WORK WITHOUT THE WORD OF GOD. IT IS THE INCORRUPTIBLE SEED OF THE WORD OF GOD. 1 PETER CHAPTER 1, VERSE 23 SAYS, BEING BORN AGAIN, NOT A CORRUPTIBLE SEED, BUT OF INCORRUPTIBLE, BY THE WORD OF GOD, WHICH LIVETH AND ABIDETH FOREVER. AND I'VE ALREADY TALKED ABOUT THAT. THE KINGDOM OF GOD IS DEPENDENT UPON THE BIBLE, THE INCORRUPTIBLE SEED, THE SAME WAY THAT THIS NATURAL WORLD IS DEPENDENT UPON A SEED BEING SOWN. AND SO I'VE SHARED ALL OF THESE THINGS TO BASICALLY SAY THAT AS WE PROGRESS AND AS WE TALK ABOUT A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW, YOU HAVE TO MIX FAITH WITH THE BIBLE, FAITH WITH THE WORD OF GOD IN ORDER FOR IT TO RELEASE ITS POWER. AND FOR US TO HAVE A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW, YOU'VE GOT TO BELIEVE THAT THE WORD OF GOD IS DIVINELY INSPIRED AND ACCURATE IN ALL OF ITS WAYS. YOU KNOW, THE LAST THING I'LL MENTION HERE, I'VE HAD SOME PEOPLE QUOTE FROM EXODUS CHAPTER 20 WHERE the, ONE OF THE TEN COMMANDMENTS IS, THOU SHALT NOT KILL. 
and they will sit there and say, well, you know, that's not really accurate because that would forbid self-defense. That would forbid killing in war, godly wars, and there's examples in the Bible of people, you know, going to war at the command of God. Capital punishment is prescribed in the Bible in Genesis chapter 9. And so thou shalt not kill couldn't be accurate. And then they will turn over to the book of Matthew where Jesus was asked when the rich young ruler came to him and said, What must I do to inherit eternal life? And he says, You know the commandments. Thou shalt do no murder. And so they look at that and say, See, it shouldn't have been translated kill. It should have been translated MURDER. AND SO JESUS HIMSELF SAID THAT. BUT IF YOU READ THAT EXACT SAME ACCOUNT IN THE OTHER GOSPELS, IT WILL USE THE WORD KILL. JESUS SAID, THOU SHALT NOT KILL. SO WHICH IS IT? THOU SHALT NOT KILL OR THOU SHALT NOT MURDER? I BELIEVE IT'S SOMEWHERE IN BETWEEN THE TWO. THE GREEK AND THE HEBREW LANGUAGE WAS SO MUCH MORE DESCRIPTIVE THAN THE ENGLISH LANGUAGE THAT IT HAD THESE NUANCES AND SHADINGS OF WORDS THAT WE DON'T HAVE TODAY. SO IF YOU WERE TO SAY, THOU SHALT NOT MURDER ONLY, WELL THEN DID YOU KNOW MURDER IS DESCRIBED AS KILLING A PERSON WITH MALICE AFORETHOUGHT. IN OTHER WORDS, INTENT. YOU WERE ANGRY TO DO IT. OTHERWISE, uh, YOU KNOW, YOU CAN KILL A PERSON THROUGH NEGLIGENCE. THERE COULD BE NEGLIGENT HOMICIDE. THAT'S NOT MURDER. AND SO IF YOU SAY, THOU SHALT NOT MURDER, THAT WOULD RULE OUT. THAT WOULD BASICALLY GIVE A PASS TO PEOPLE FOR NEGLIGENT HOMICIDE, AND YET THE BIBLE FORBIDS THAT. IN THE OLD TESTAMENT, IT TALKS ABOUT THAT IF YOU BUILD A HOUSE, YOU HAVE TO PUT A RAILING AROUND YOUR UPSTAIRS AREA SO THAT PEOPLE DON'T FALL OFF. IF PEOPLE WERE TO FALL OFF AND IF YOU HADN'T PUT A RAILING AROUND YOUR ROOF, THEN IT MAKES YOU LIABLE. IT ALSO TALKS ABOUT A PERSON WHO HAS AN OX THAT HAS GORED PEOPLE, AND IF THE VERY FIRST TIME IT HAPPENS, THE OWNER uh, YOU KNOW, MAY PAY FOR SOME OF THE DAMAGES TO THE PERSON, BUT YOU AREN'T PUNISHED FOR IT BECAUSE IT WASN'T TOTALLY YOUR FAULT. BUT IF THE OX HAD BEEN GORING PEOPLE AND IF THIS WAS A HABIT OF THIS OX, WELL, THEN THE PERSON THAT OWNS THE OX HAS TO PAY FOR EVERYTHING. IF THE OX KILLS ANOTHER OX, YOU HAVE TO PAY FOR THAT ENTIRE OX. IF THE OX KILLS A PERSON, THEN YOU HAVE TO KILL THE OX AND KILL THE OWNER. NOW, THAT'S NOT MURDER. THAT'S NOT MALICE OF FORETHOUGHT, BUT IT IS NEGLIGENT HOMICIDE. AND SO, SEE, IF YOU WOULD JUST TRANSLATE IT, THOU SHALT NOT KILL, OR THOU SHALT NOT MURDER, NEITHER ONE OF THOSE IS TOTALLY ACCURATE. BUT IF YOU BELIEVE THAT GOD INSPIRED IT, NOT ONLY THE ORIGINAL STATEMENT, BUT EVERY TIME IT WAS QUOTED BY JESUS AND BY OTHERS, AND IF YOU LOOK AT THIS AND PUT IT TOGETHER, THEN YOU COME UP WITH THIS, THAT IT'S NOT JUST THOU SHALT NOT KILL. IT'S NOT JUST THOU SHALT NOT MURDER, BUT YOU SHALL NOT KILL PEOPLE uh, IN TIMES OF PEACE. YOU SHALL NOT DO THINGS THAT ARE NEGLIGENT. THIS WOULD FORBID A CORPORATION, YOU KNOW, DUMPING CHEMICALS INTO A STREAM AND PEOPLE DRINKING IT, AND BECAUSE OF IT, THEY DIE. THEY WOULD BE LIABLE FOR THAT. THAT'S NOT MURDER, BUT IT IS KILLING, AND IT WAS THROUGH NEGLIGENCE. AND SO YOU PUT IT ALL TOGETHER, AND ALL TOGETHER THE SCRIPTURE COMMENTS ON ITSELF, AND THE MEANING IS PRESERVED. AND I BELIEVE THAT THIS IS DONE ALL THROUGHOUT THE BIBLE. THE BIBLE IS A COMMENTARY ON ITSELF. IT WAS INSPIRED OF GOD, AND WITH THE LIMITATIONS OF LANGUAGES, GOD STILL PRESERVED THE MEANING. AND IF YOU JUST KEEP STUDYING THE WORD AND LET THE WORD SPEAK FOR ITSELF, THE WORD WILL INTERPRET ITSELF, AND IT WILL BE ACCURATE IN EVERY SINGLE DETAIL. YOU KNOW, THE NEXT SERIES THAT I'M GOING TO GO INTO, I'M GOING TO TALK SPECIFICALLY ABOUT CREATIONISM VERSUS EVOLUTION. 
AND uh, THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT JUST THINK, WELL, THE BIBLE'S ACCOUNT OF CREATION IS SYMBOLIC AND YOU CAN'T TAKE THAT LITERALLY. I'M GOING TO SHOW YOU AND QUOTE A LOT OF uh, SCIENTISTS, A LOT OF VERY INTELLECTUAL PEOPLE, PEOPLE THAT HAVE WON THE NOBEL PEACE PRIZE, PEOPLE THAT HAVE BEEN AWARDED THE HIGHEST REWARDS IN EVERY AREA OF SCIENCE WHO ARE SHOWING YOU THAT THE BIBLE IS EXACTLY ACCURATE THE WAY THAT IT'S WRITTEN. I TELL YOU, THIS IS FOUNDATIONAL. I PRAY THAT GOD OPENS UP YOUR HEART AND HELPS YOU TO JUST RECEIVE THIS BY FAITH AND TO BELIEVE. MIX FAITH WITH THE WORD OF GOD AND IT WILL RELEASE ITS POWER IN YOUR LIFE. MAN, THAT IS AWESOME. I TELL YOU, THE WORD OF GOD IS THE GREATEST GIFT THAT GOD EVER GAVE US OUTSIDE OF HIMSELF, HIS SON COMING, LEAVING THE HOLY SPIRIT. BUT OUTSIDE OF JUST BEING BORN AGAIN AND HAVING THE HOLY SPIRIT, THE MOST IMPORTANT THING YOU WILL EVER DO IS TO TAKE THE WORD OF GOD AND BELIEVE IT AND LET IT CHANGE YOUR LIFE. THAT'S WHAT THIS TEACHING IS ALL ABOUT. SO LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER AS HE GIVES YOU SOME INFORMATION ABOUT THIS MATERIAL AND PLEASE TAKE ADVANTAGE OF IT TODAY. Today, Andrew's pleased to offer his highly anticipated series, Biblical Worldview, Foundational Truths. In this series, Andrew outlines the importance for every Christian believer to have a biblical worldview. Each of the 12 lessons in this series include a video, audio file, chapter lesson, and printable PDF wrapped in a single box set containing a workbook, audio USB, and a personal access code to the online videos. Each lesson is full of supporting facts, quotes, charts, and historic visuals. Through the online platform, you'll have lifetime access to all of the videos and digital workbooks on your computer or smart device. Biblical Worldview Foundational Truths is available for only $120. Go to awmi.net to order this valuable resource today for you or someone you love. On today's program, Andrew mentioned his teachings titled A Sure Foundation and Effortless Change. Each is available on CD for a gift of any amount when you contact us. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product detail and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis! You need to take a step of faith and start believing God for something big. God made every one of you for something special. The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. 
We all have a purpose and a destiny, and you will find that out when you attend Karis Bible College. Every one of you were created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is? I wanted to let you know that we have now teamed up with a ministry called I Donate so that we can receive cars and boats and stocks and jewelry. We have only done this a very short period of time and already we've had tens of thousands of dollars worth of things donated. People, you know, that don't have cash, but they have something that they want to donate. So if you're interested in that, you can follow the information on the screen and participate. And we would love to help you give these assets to the ministry.